looking for five mics. In 1988, hip-hop was introduced to Five Mics. We get a mic check, me and Mike How many mics do we rip on the deli? Last Breath Entertainment and the Great American Hip-Hop Debate Podcast. Five Mics. Where classic albums get dissected, re-reviewed, and re-rated. A completely original musical and spiritual approach to hip-hop, the album is a voyage to the land of positive vibrations. This project is widely regarded as a central album in the alternative hip-hop with its unconventional production and lyricism. Maddie C wrote, Ultimately, what makes this album so slamming is a skillful synthesis of beats we love and samples we've never heard before. Quest has carved out their own distinctive groove within hip-hop's spectrum of styles. Welcome to Five Mics. So the year's 1990. Um, what was going on in hip-hop? Big things in hip-hop. Um, one of the big news was Two Life Crew got banned for uh, raunchy lyrics. More that was less. big. I remember that shit. I remember yeah. trying to buy a Two Life Crew tape and that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, I used to love Two Life Crew. One of the biggest and uh, largest selling albums probably in hip-hop history came out that year. And you won't guess from who. Your man, Vanilla Ice. That was my shit. I owned that tape. Ice Ice Baby. He would later on be sued and all that. And he would lose a bunch of money. Um, MC Hammer was big that year. And then in April... Yeah. And then in April, uh, Tribe Called Quest came out with uh, their first LP, groundbreaking LP. The first five mic album in history. Yes. Now, classic rated. Distinctive travels and acts. To rhythm. The five mic rating system was a big deal to us as kids. Yeah. Um, The magazine that held the rating system was considered the Bible. Right. If you were like me, you bought every copy every month. Mm-hmm. I think we all shared them and shit. And Hell yeah. You had a whole library of them shits. We read them and all that stuff. So five mics was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, even as an 11-year-old. No, no. I'm lying. As an 11-year-old, I didn't know anything of this rating system of, <laughs> of five mics. I was 13. Um, so... I didn't even know, possibly, at 11 years old, I might not even know what an album was, you know? 
Really? I'm trying to remember. It was more singles. It was more singles. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. want to say my first purchased album was uh, on tape. Mm-hmm. And it might have been like Rob Bass. So was Rob Bass before this or after this? 88 was Rob Bass. And what year is this? 1990. Two years later. Right. 1990. But I, I probably didn't understand the concept of an album. Right. Anyway. Um, A Tribe Called Quest drops this album that I would later come to find out is considered a five mic classic. Mm-hmm. Uh, five mics ended up being, you know. The end all be all. Yeah, the epitome that an album could be. Yeah. Especially in hip-hop circles. Not in uh, conventional music, pop music, rock music, but definitely within hip-hop circles, it was the Bible, so to speak. Exactly. So That rating system. Yeah, you're breaking up again, so check that out. Yeah. Um. So later on, finding out that this was the first hip-hop album to get five mics, obviously you're going to go back, you're going to go do your research. Mm-hmm. My memories on this album are... Uh, from I'm assuming is one of the lead singles I left my wallet in El Segundo that was the lead single alright first of all that's a funny choice for a lead single yeah uh, considering the album would end up having so many classic songs and we're gonna we're gonna get to our favorite tracks and the more classic songs I don't consider this one of the more classic songs I think it's a funny song but I remember watching a video mm-hmm. um, and because it was funny and you know it was like Cartoon-y. It was different. Yeah, it was different. I think it was black and white and comical. And, and the song itself was like, I left my wallet in El Segundo. What, I was like, what the fuck is El Segundo? I'm a yeah. kid. I don't even it know. It just sounds funny. Yeah, yeah. But it was catchy and shit, so I, I messed with it. Nobody would know that it's an actual place in California. See, I thought it was in Mexico. It's California. All right, so that was my first exposure to the album. Um, then I would hear the more classic singles. Uh, Bonita Applebum, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Um, can I kick it? Right. Yes. Another classic. And that was it. Um, three no, singles. it was only those three singles. Those are the singles, yeah, yeah but that's not the only classic joint. Oh no, 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 absolutely oh, no, not. No. no, those are the three singles from the album. Yeah. Then uh, let me see what else is on this album. Can I kick it? Push it along. Push it Push along. It along. <laughs> I fuck with ham and eggs. That's the intro. Believe yeah. it or not, that's uh, Scarface's favorite track, Ham and, and Eggs. Eggs. Yeah. Um, and you know, you know what that song is about, right? It's a vegetarian song. Almost. It's a song basically um, spotlighting how the number one killer of natural, like basically not drugs, accidents or whatever, but like shit that you put in your body, was for black men at that time in 1990 was high cholesterol. Yeah, it was like all about awareness. Yeah, exactly. They were shining, you know, they were bringing awareness to high cholesterol. And that's that's one of the things that Tribe brought at that time that was different from everybody else. Yes. Um in the in hip hop, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What they were raising awareness to, you know, what their lyrical focus was on. But think about it. Look at the way that they did it. Did you hear Ham and Eggs? It's 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 like a it's almost like the the beat is crazy. The beat to me is dope. You know but, what I'm saying? But it's very lighthearted. Yeah. They're not yeah, trying yeah. they're not coming off preachy. No, no. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, not saying that. Not no. Um I'm just saying what they were rapping about what was different to what everybody else was rapping Absolutely, about. Absolutely, yeah. 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 Then uh dope, um dope group track, Ham and Eggs. Yeah. 
<laughs> a funny, just a, a funny song. Um, a funny name for a song. Yeah. And a funny song. Um, their beats, their production mm-hmm. was also uh, groundbreaking, I guess, or definitely different to the sound of the times. If you're going to tell me Vanilla Ice is the biggest rapper of the time and, uh, and MC Hammer. Yeah. You know, obviously that's a more pop sound, a more pop, uh, a more steering towards pop sound. Yeah, like think of the sound yeah. that they provide, yeah. Tribe. Um, and before we get into the sound of the album real quick, let's go into their history. Um, Tribe, as far as I know, Q-Tip came along under the Jungle Brothers. Right. First appearing on a song for their album. Exactly. Um, and this is all based off uh, the documentary yeah. of Tribe Called Quest. Mm-hmm. Beat so, Rhymes in Life. Yeah, so if you haven't seen that, make sure you go check it out. Yes. Um, then they get, I guess, Q-Tip puts together the tribe. Q-Tip and Ali Shaheed. Grew up together or were high school? Yeah, they were uh, They were the actual founding members. And, you know, they uh, knew. They're from Queens. Yeah. They, they, they're all from Queens. They're all from Queens, yeah. but they were the founding members. And they were the basic, on the first album, they were the lead to the first album. Right. You know, where Jerobi and uh, Fife kind of Fife played the dog. background. Right, because Fife wasn't taking it too serious at the right, time. Right, exactly. He was more concentrated on oh. just being a kid. Right. You know, R.I.P. Fife. R.I.P. Yes. Fife, for sure. Because they were kids at this time. They were. They were like 19 years old. They were still in high school, I think. Right. Um, And you can hear that in the music. Yeah, right. But the production is more... The highlight, you think? I don't want to say more mature. It it, is it sounds youthful, but it's based on a more mature sound. You know what it is? Like you just said, it sounds youthful, but it's still sophisticated. Right. And it because it originates from mostly, you know, mostly jazz samples. Mostly jazz funk samples. Um so the jazz itself is more mature. Yeah. Yeah, a different a different taste, a different right. yeah, yeah. And then what they did, the way they chopped it up, let me see that. And the way they um chopped it up, that was what gave it the youthful sound. Mm-hmm. And, and the production is uh is very original, um not cookie cutter like the stuff at the time that like you mentioned, um you know MC Hammer, Vanilla Ice. It was uh, a lot more complex. And right. what I think makes the album hot is that it doesn't get stagnant where the sound sounds the same repetitive you know that you know there's difference in the differences in the tracks yes absolutely you know, what I mean? you know what's crazy too is that oh god i gotta tell you man it's gotta be the water in queens bro because what they were doing only one other person was doing as far as uh the way they were putting their music together their beats together they were laying they, they were layering sample upon sample to make an, a, a complete you know track just like the only other person that was doing that at that time was Marley Maul. Like on a commercial Marley. level, I should say. Yeah. You know, and he 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 yeah. was doing it because he was the godfather of that shit. He was the one that invented that shit. You know what I'm saying? But they were able, to, like Q-Tip's ear was so good and he was able to take things that nobody thought would fit and make them fit. You yeah. understand what I'm I saying? think he got, he got some of those tricks from a large professor I, I was reading. Yeah, he was... You know, and, and and that was the thing. He said he said in an interview that 
the the reason why that album came out the way it, it did it was because he wasn't listening to the typical stuff that other kids were listening to at the time you know he was listening to he was actually listening to Thelonious Monk you know he was listening which is crazy considering you're 17 years old listening to Thelonious Monk I don't think a 17 year old today could get it they'll look at they'll they'll, they'll listen to it and they'll be like what is this yeah, yeah but and in the lab in the lab genius. with the Jungle Brothers yeah yeah Exactly. At that time, they were they were experimenting with sounds. Yeah. Jungle had that more leaning towards housey bounces. Uh, excuse me, housey sound. Well, they just had that one song, really, on their first album. Um, but he was in the studio with them when they were recording their album. Yeah. No. Absolutely. He was. He was a part of the album. He was a part of putting yeah, it Jung- together. Jungle and Dayla. As yeah. Well. Yeah. The Native Tongue Collective, basically. That's what it was. The three of them. Tribe, Native Tongue. I mean, Tribe, uh, De La, and Jungle Brothers were Jungle the Native Brothers. Tongue. And they had loose Born affiliates. Down, yeah. Tribe wasn't the first to drop, right? Jungle was? Or or, yes. or Jungle and De La dropped before Tribe? Jungle dropped before De La. Jungle dropped in 88, I believe. Yes, 88. De La, 89. And then Tribe in 90. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Yeah, and so- Tribe would eventually by far be the strongest group, you know, of all of them. Yeah, because their music was transcended. Like, it was able to yeah. stand the test of time, like we said at the beginning. Yeah, and it's uh, a little disappointing that Ali Shaheed's production is not, uh, it's not often highlighted, or he doesn't get his props as a producer, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. Tribe was always known for their production. Main, not mainly, but as a collective, Tribe was known for their production. But in debates of best producers, they're never mentioned. Who, Tribe? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. Because not of really. all this, I guess because of what, yeah you're, yeah, you're right. They never get brought up. They they probably didn't outsource as much. You know, weren't outsourced as much. They didn't outsource um, at all. All their albums yeah, were inside production. With the exception... What I mean is, with, what I mean is the the opposite, the flip side. They you know they weren't looked to do production for other people as much. Maybe Q Tip, but yeah. not Ali Shahid. Not not Ali Shahid that I could remember. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, right. 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 I think he. Uh, yeah, he ended up branching off and doing. Uh, what was it? Lucy Mama, Pearl. Lucy Pearl. Yeah. yeah. I fuck with Lucy Pearl. Yeah. But um. Yeah. 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 But okay. So when this album dropped, again, um, a new sound. Uh. The playfulness of young Q-Tip and young Fife Dog and young Jabari. Um, Jarobi. Jarobi, excuse me. <laughs> what is that, Jabari? Jabari. Jarobi. Um, the changing sentiment of the nation mm-hmm. and the world, actually, right? Yeah, a lot was going on. The year before, they, you know, the, the Berlin Wall came down. Yeah. You and then you saying? said in this year, Mandela was freed. Mandela was freed. Um the 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 afrocentric vibe was heavy in 90 yeah you know what yeah. I'm saying yeah it was coming yeah it was being pushed to the forefront <clears throat> you know by there was certain- other things going on in hip hop though but like you know like the parental advisory sticker uh eventually being put on all the albums and things like that uh but tribe made kind of like um current events their own you feel me like that whole Afrocentric, like you mentioned, and the whole consciousness movement. Yeah, and that goes back to the the, the the conversation we were having earlier regarding timing. 
mm-hmm. um, it was timed perfectly for them. Yeah, right. And they were reporting a lot of what was going on um, in their own way. Yeah, socially, what was going yeah, on. Yeah, socially, but like you said, not preachy. Yeah, no, not um, at all. Exactly. In a very digestible way. Right. So... It's they, almost like a subliminal way. They were yeah. doing it. Subliminal. Yes. So boom, yes. they end up getting five mics. Yep. Now, um, can y'all walk me through if you have any particular highlights of the album? Um, I like the fact that how they started the album with childbirth. You Child know? Yes. Yeah. That's what it sounds is like. Is that what that is? Yeah. And it's the birth yes. of their sound. The birth to me it was perfect because to me, it's they were birthing something new, and it was coming out. You know, kind of like saying? how Ready to Die started. You know what I'm saying? Nah, but this was the actual birth. You know, like you, you when you oh, listen, yeah. when you listen to that part, the the intro of the song, push the intro of Push It Along. It sounds like you're in the womb and you're getting ready to come out. Um, thank you for informing me. Uh, it's good to learn. Something new every day. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say I like the intro because it sounds mad futuristic. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was childbirth going that on. Was, it, not childbirth, but it was birth, yes. It was rep, it was indicative, yeah. representative of birth. And then it goes into push it along because yeah. you push, push it, it along. Brand. Come push on, my man. Along. Get it together, wow, G. Wow, you see. Um, to me, genius, by the way. That suddenly dope track too. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that is genius, yo. I didn't know that was uh, that at all, and that's dope. Yeah, there you go. You see a new surprise. Boom. Yeah, and I like that song too. Yeah, and it's crazy because to me that's one of my favorite songs because one of my favorite lines of the entire album is on that song. Oh yeah. He says, "Is uh, is my society a fake reality, or am I just a peg, uh, a peg information of?" informality but the fact that he says is my society a fake reality that's what's going on today everybody's yeah, fun yeah, on, yeah. on instagram and every that's why to me that's one of the best songs on the album everything he states in that song it, it just it cuts it gets to the point yeah you know what i'm saying and again yeah, they no, the- they did it playfully because the beat is upbeat you know what i'm saying and he's spitting with like uh a playful cadence you understand what i'm saying He's like always a, had that though. Q-Tip always been that way. Yeah, like both of them, man, man, fight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like to me, that's one of the best songs on the album. Genius song yeah. with the intro and everything. I, I was gonna say with how that the lyrics right now is 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 kind of indicative of what's happening today. Yeah, I, I feel like the whole album, that whole album, excuse me, still resonates. Yeah, the sound resonates. You yeah. know, regardless regardless if you know it's a song, it's an album that came out in '90. There's songs now that you that can are relevant to like, today. Yeah, hey, you know that are relevant exactly. Are timeless. Yeah. Well, I think a f- uh, a five mic album should be timeless. Yeah. I think uh, if it's you know crowned a five mic album, that mm-hmm. you should be able to listen to it in ten years, twenty years, thirty years. Yeah. And uh, it it shouldn't sound outdated. It should still sound fresh, and it should still sound. Um, dope you know like yeah. it, you should still be able to appreciate it as a project as a whole as quality yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's one of the of the uh, responsibilities of an album that is uh, a five mic considered a five mic album. Yeah, right. for sure. Yeah. Um, after that, it goes into Luck of Lucian. Yeah. Are they talking about Lucian Grange? No, no. Oh, all right. They're talking. It's basically that one again. A playful take on immigration. You understand what I'm saying? Because they're talking about a French dude that came over here to seek liberty, but he just has the worst time because he's French. And nobody <laughs> understands him. You know what I'm saying? But it's playful. And the beat is dope. And the beat was also used by Keith Murray, I think, on his second album for that song. Uh, what's the name of it? Oh, fuck. It's a song about Bud. All yeah. he talks about Bud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. the, he took that that beat. The little bit of the beginning, right? The whole thing. The whole oh. thing. He took the, he jacked the whole beat and just slowed it down a little bit. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I'm saying? You, it's funny you say that because I feel like a lot of the stuff on this album was jacked by other artists. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Samples, um, track concepts. Like, like Jay-Z totally stole Can I Kick It, obviously, you know? Uh, uh, one of his um, interludes. Oh, no, and it wasn't on the interlude. Like, it was on the intro to uh, 22 Twos. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. Yeah. And then he says it. He's like, oh, y'all yeah. must have not heard that tribal question. Yeah, nobody, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? But, you know, um, 22 Twos is sort of like an interlude in itself. You know what I mean? That's a dope track. I love that kind track. Kind of. And, yeah, he starts it off that way. And it's like, yo, like, a lot of things that you listen to today in hip-hop or, you know, you grew up with in hip-hop, you, a lot of times you don't know that were stolen from other places. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he gives a shout out to Tribe. We all know that that was Tribe at the time. Mm-hmm. We all know Can I Kick It? Mm-hmm. But it's just other other elements that people use from this album that is like people might not know, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think listening to the album, you'll discover that probably something on each song or was taken, every yeah. other song has been reused yeah. by another artist. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. After Hours. After Footprints. Hours is fucking amazing to me. It, to me, it always reminds me of, like, the summertime. And I, I just remember, like, hanging out. I remember we used to hang out behind this fucking abandoned warehouse and just drink. I love this song. It's a feel-good song. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. So then it goes into Footprints, which, uh, again, my memory's messed up. But... Footprints is dope, too. Uh, Footprints where they I... take the uh, the drums from Public Enemy. Let's see. I'm public enemy number one. Oh, yeah. So Those something drums. like this. This has been used again. That's actually Stevie Wonder, that sample. But other people have used it. Yeah. Listen to the drums when they kick. Yo, drums is crazy. See, but look at these samples. Listen to this. Watch. And not just the sample. That's the shit from Public Enemy. Public Enemy, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Classic, um, man. I left my wallet in El, El Segundo. A, a great song. Yeah. Um, great, great video. Song. Great video. A so- <laughs> it's a story that they tell. Yeah. Yeah. About driving too far and losing A pointless wallet. story. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like a shitty day. Yeah, basically. Pubic enemies, though, yeah. too. That's right. Pubic enemies. Yeah. Pubic enemies. Talking yeah. about yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 yeah.
about trying to get with a chick and just all your shit is fucked up. You know, like the worst thing that's that could funny. happen. Yeah, that's a good song. That's an actual really dope song. And it's very upbeat. I like that about yeah. them. They have a lot of upbeat. The beats tracks. of that is a crazy. Lot of, a lot of, yeah, they have a lot of laid back shit, but they have some shit when they get upbeat. Yeah. It's very um energetic. Yeah. I like that. You get into it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of them. Uh, yeah, one thing I, I want to go back to El Segundo because. <laughs> Yo, it's such a funny track that you don't know really what they're talking about, especially when you're little. You know, you don't know that that's like, you you don't know what El Segundo is. So yeah, you're just like, to I begin with, my yeah. wallet and El Segundo. Yo, I don't know how many times I used to say that when I was little growing <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, I don't know. It's just one of those things in hip hop for me that always like be engraved in my mind and shit. No, I totally agree that, uh, that might be my favorite joint on the album, just because of nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, was my shit. The next shit on the list, baby. Bonita <laughs> <laughs> Applebaum. Yo, one, oh, one of the original yeah. uh, hip hop love songs. Yep. Yo, what a fucking song, my nigga. And again, another song that was ripped for another classic song. Yeah. Another possibly bigger, yeah, probably bigger. Song. No, definitely bigger. This was actually the uh, how can I put it? The that song's father, but yeah, you know, yeah, the, the the son outshines the father. Big time, you know. Um, well, dope ass track. Yeah, Bonita Applebaum. I mean, you could play that shit today anywhere, and I think you'll get positive reaction. And th- and um, again, listen to the music, the bass line, the simple ass drum, but it was so effective. I think it's a sample that does it for me. Um, I, I think the song makes the album a five mic album, in my opinion. Um, like, if all the songs were good, if you needed something to drive it home, this is a song that you put on there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to, to bring it all home together. And you notice how Q-Tip's lyrics get distorted coming in and out? Yes. You know yeah, what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. Like when he's rhyming, it kind of like fades in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that was genius the way they did that. It, it makes it brings the track together. You they, know what I mean? They actually did that too on the interludes in between the songs where another back, uh, back uh, like a reference track is playing for uh, Nowhere to Run, Nowhere to Hide by the Gravediggers. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And Jerobi's talking over all of them. And he's talking, you know, before Luckalusian starts there. All you hear is boom, and then Roby's talking and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And yes. it does it, and, it, and they do it before they do it before um, they do it before a Benito Apple bomb too. You know what I mean? Two to the leader. Yeah. Jerobi declares. Yeah, where they yeah where they talk about all the all the members. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, the, that backing track that they keep using that another thing that was ripped for another song. Right. You know what I'm saying? So they're like that. This album only proves their influence on hip hop. Exactly. And again, a a a, a five mic album should do that. Yeah, and it's it doing should it. Change the sound, and it should influence other rappers, yeah. and it should um. Other people should sample it ten years later because it's so fucking futuristic that it still sounds of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I kick it? Is a classic. I mean, yeah. That's like a ridiculous classic. That Lou Reed sample, bro. Uh, Walk on the Wild Side. Yeah, so funny story about that. Um, I didn't... 
I didn't know about this song, Can I Kick It? Till after I knew of a Marky Mark song that used the same sample called The Wild Side. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so when I heard it, Can I Kick It? I was like, man, why did he bite it off Marky Mark? Uh, so you thought so you thought Marky Mark was first? Yeah. Ah, oh, slap yourself. That's funny. You thought Marky Mark was that soulful? Hey, I thought he was that nice Get with it. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, the wild side. This crazy story he's telling right now. Even though that beat was dope, though. Because whoever produced it put the voices in it and everything. Yeah, the original yeah. voices from the Lou Reed sample and shit. So I thought that was dope. And for all those young heads out there, Marky Mark is actually actor Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> he was a, small a rapper trick. before he was the actor, basically. Yeah. Just to let y'all know. Mark, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Mark, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg was a small turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Can I Kick It is ultra dope. Um, sounds polished. For You know, it's a group track. And um, they I don't know, man. It was just something about the 90s sound. Uh, you know, even going back to like Black Sheep and 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 their native tongue as well. So, you know, they did that well. But this doesn't sound like filler material for an album. It sounds like all singles. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 Sometimes you will have a group track and you're like, oh, they trying too hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it, it doesn't sound right. But this is just like so on point that, like I said, even Jay Z had to use their shit. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, and and it's so dope even because it's such an honest track. Because even Fife comes off as saying, "At times I'm a studio conveyor," meaning, yo, sometimes I'm just in the studio doing what needs to be done. Yeah. I'm not the integral part of the song, you know. Admitting like later on that he's, you know, he said it. I didn't take it seriously. Yeah, you know crazy. what I mean. That's why I think that's another reason why it's such a amazing song because it's so honest and it sounds honest. Yeah, you know what I mean. Classic track. Um, I love the reverberation on the drums in the end. Everything dope. Well, that's the other thing I was gonna say. They're not only taking new sounds, but they're 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 messing with them. You know what I've seen? You know what I mean? They're reverbing them, or they're yeah. Yeah. they're making them sound yeah. like they're underwater, or yeah. they're fucking playing them backwards, yeah. Yeah. or they're chopping them up. And to me, Tribe had always. I mean, ever since I started listening to them, which I'll be honest, this was not my introduction to Tribe. Yeah. I actually my first introduction is. The next album, you know, which we'll get to eventually, because right. it is also a five micer. Right, another five micer. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but uh, that was my introduction, and when I listened to this, the one thing that I knew, because I had, I had listened to Low End Theory than this, and the one thing that stuck out to me is their percussion, mainly, is so crisp. Like their drums, that like especially their snares. I love Tribe snares. Listen to all Tribe snares from all Tribe eras and. They're unmatched, in my opinion. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's smooth. It's very smooth. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. And I think that's, I, I would say, in my opinion, that 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 is probably largely based in their uh, loving jazz so much. Because jazz snares. Yeah. I think it's just loving music. Because even are, uh, this guy, normally Q, uh, Q-Tip said, Chris. he goes, I listen to everything. Rock, everything. Yeah. You know? You, you can tell because although the jazz influence is what makes it, I think, super high and and you know um i don't know it's, it's just their sound um they do innovate like el segundo has got like guitars like mexican guitars mm-hmm. you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah um and um what's the uh there's this other track that they got a dope sample i think is the next one on the list oh no i'm lying it's rhythm um 
Yeah, that is an rhythm. Oh, no, no. Next is Youthful you, Expression. I love that track. That beat is so hard, yo. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. is that rhythm. a beat? A single or... I don't know. It might be Mr. Muhammad. But, Probably uh, Mr. Muhammad. He's got a dope sample. Yeah, just yeah that one. That one that you were just playing was Mr. Muhammad. But, yeah, I, this is a... This is the song about that. Yeah. That bass line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be liking the weird shit. Yeah, but I think Method Man used that um that sample, the bam 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 bam. Yeah, that sounds like uh, what? Bring the pain? No, nah. Uh, no, not bring the pain. It's an album on. I think. Excuse me, the track on his uh, second album. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Judgment two thousand. Yeah, is that it? Judgment two thousand was the second album. Yeah, then we go to Ham and Eggs. Which we discussed. Yes. Is Dope a, track. A, a, Dope a track. Song. Like I said, another subliminal, you know, message at you. Yeah. And message. you weren't hearing, like we said earlier, um, much vegetarian rap and shit. You know what I'm saying? So they were, uh, their or subject just, matter. Or just rap, you know, just basically telling you to eat better. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm but they did it in their own way, like not pre preachy about it or anything. It's just yeah. how they, how they, you know, this is what we do, you know? And it's funny because at the end of that song, they're all in the studio. Them, De La, um, uh, Jungle Brothers. And they're like, I don't eat no ham and eggs because they're high in cholesterol. Hey, yo, Jerobe, yo. do you eat them? He's like, hell yeah, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and they all start laughing and shit. Yeah, I like that part. That's yeah. Because, yeah. you, you know, gotta... they expected him not to, to continue on with the track. Like, hell no. Nah, yeah, hell yeah. Nah. He's like, hell yeah. All the time. That's funny. You gotta imagine how many songs came out of like, like that sounds like they was fucking around. Yeah, you feel yes. me? and yeah. it became a That's real exactly song. So you gotta talking. imagine how many songs were birthed out of uh, just goofing and yeah, yeah, just goofing, clowning and shit. And shit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Then we go ahead into look at that. Go ahead in the rain is the next yep. joint. Go ahead. And then they Very end funky. the album off with description of a fool. Yeah. So so. Um, go ahead in the rain. Very funky, very up tempo. It sounds kind of like um, Parliament, Parliament yeah. Funkadelic. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, maybe even West Coast, maybe a little. No, bit, funky. You know? Yeah, that's where Parliament yeah, was from, very California. Funky. No, they were from yeah. DC. I'm sorry. But you know, um, uh, Dr. Dre sampled them a lot, so you know it sounds kind of like Cali. Oh yeah, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah, funky. All right, so. The question. Question of the hour. We um, got to it. Do you guys think this album today uh, would get today, a five? Yeah, do you give it five mics today, right now? After you reviewing go first, Moogle, the you want album me? for however many days you've been reviewing it. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first, Moogle? You want me to elaborate? Um, I could go first. Go ahead, my um, brother. Just real quick, just to uh, the last track, the description of a fool downplaying drug dealing at the time that yeah. probably was like a big thing in rap you know drugs and stuff in 1990 um you know they they did have like an anti-drug movement going on but uh they did they, um again tribe did it in their own way as they do everything so i think that was dope in itself uh you know brings the the album full circle and the only thing that i give it a faulty like you know that uh, is is a problem for me wow. is that Fife is not heard more in the on the album as much as like Low End Theory. You know, it's more Q-tip, but right. definitely Five Mice in my opinion. 
So you give it a five. I, to this day, yes, I definitely give it five mics. Um, you know, I, I got a high curve when it comes to grading albums. I, I don't say, hey, look, one track, I'll skip. So, you know, it's a four and a half. Uh-huh. Sometimes even if I'll skip a track, I'll still give it five mics. Yeah. Because it's how the album comes around. Yeah. And, you know, from their intro to their skits, you know, to everything that they sampled, I, I give it a, a absolute five mica. Very well. Five mics. That's uh That's a five. We started off with a five. Okay. V. Um I'm gonna grade it. It's gonna the why what the the reason why I'm gonna give it the grade I'm gonna give it is because like we said at the beginning, it has to stand the test of time. It has to be able to sound good today as it did in nineteen ninety. And it does even though some of the sounds are lo-fi and they would later go on to improve that, you know? I think they learned a lot from this album. You know, I think this was a huge, like, teaching moment for them and they learned. But a lot of the songs are relevant today. A lot of the, a lot of the things that they were saying in their, in their lyrics and their raps are relevant today, you know? Like I stated in, in the beginning for uh, Push It Along, you know? It's my society of fake reality. You know, that couldn't ring any more truer today than it did in 1990. You know what I'm saying? So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give it a five mic. It deserves five mics. It does stand the test of time. It's still timeless music. It's still music that we can go back, listen to. And not only for not only for nostalgia's sake, but just the fact that it's good music. And you can even draw from this. This kind of music will inspire you to do something, you know, if you're into that. If you're into music and stuff, it'll inspire you to make great music or do or try to make great music at least. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So because of that, I will I will I will keep the five mics going. So we're on five. Wow. Five. Well, as the local contrarian. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I came into this album. Uh with minimal memory oh. of the album, mm. minus the singles. Right. Uh, I don't recall listening to it as a child. I listened to it a few years ago when I went through a little Tribe phase. I've never been the biggest Tribe fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to the album at work, and I thought it was Bodhi. I thought it was like a three-mic album. <laughs> yeah, he told me. <laughs> yeah, straight up. Um, but I listened to the album more in different settings and surroundings as I was advised to once by a wise monk named Mook. Thank um, you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, the album sounded different, man, in different, you know, in better places, I guess. And um, I can't even like for rating sake or for fucking, you know, controversy sake or to try to draw viewers or any shit like that i can't even front on how important this album ended up being um and the impact that ended up having Mm. i can't front on how good the album sounds the way it just comes in with those drums like that just sounds oh i'm pushing along yeah i had a thought today right um and I've seen this question posed on twitter before and the question is if you could if you could expose a person to, to one album in hip-hop to explain to them. What like, hip-hop is? Yeah, like they never heard hip-hop before. And they want to know what it is. Yeah. Damn. 
that's a good one. Like at, listening to this album, I was like, damn, this might have to be like a contender. Yeah. For, um, that distinction. Right. Um, yeah, man. So I mean, I didn't want this freaking. No, I'm lying. No, I'm lying because we discussed that. This is not necessarily a debate show. Yeah. Um, this is more an appreciation show. And I can honestly say I appreciate this album. Um, and I'm going to have to go back and re-listen to Midnight Marauders and see if they're really, um, if it's really that much better of an album, like everyone says, because they might have grown their sound and gotten better at what they did. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's when you're not perfect that it's good. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah, when you're still raw and, and experimenting and trying to find your sound is when you get, um, you know, some of your best work. And right. Shit. Um, some of Mid- your most genius work. Midnight Marauders, in my opinion, is their best work. Oh, I'm lying. Yeah. No, in theory. Low in theory might be their best work. To me, Midnight Marauders is my personal favorite. So briefly, tell me why. Again, just what they were. Listen to a war tour. A song that sounded nothing like it before. You know? Oh, what they were crack. What they were able to use, what they were able to um sample had never been done before. And the way they made it sound amazing. Listen to those snares. Again, what I talk yeah. about the percussion. But, Listen to it. Uh, and then again, they're talking about um, basically, yo, give me my flowers, man. Like, we've been doing this and y'all playing games right yeah. now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. So, real real all quick, right. did Midnight Marauders have electric relaxation on it? Yes. And did it also have uh, electric relaxation and... Um, yeah, there's another single on there that I was just thinking about. That oh was, my god! No, nah, not oh my god. Um, a war tour. Fuck, if I think about it, it no a war tour. Oh, hot sex on a platter. Did it have that one too? It was no. It came out during. It was that song was actually on the Boomerang soundtrack. You know oh, what I'm saying? Okay. It didn't. It yeah. it was later put on, uh, the Love Movement. It was okay, as, yeah, as, as a bonus track. Th- those singles are bananas. Man. Yeah. It came out during the same time. It was around. It was during that year, but it was. It wasn't on on their album. It was on the Boomerang soundtrack. Soundtrack. Yeah, I, we would have to go back and maybe do that as a debate show. You know, uh, one album, one tribe album against another. You know. Mm. Yeah. So again, uh, you still didn't get down to your. Radio. Oh yeah. So um, I'm gonna have to agree with you guys as much as I don't. Uh, want to <laughs> no no damn I keep saying that no 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 I'm wrong because I shouldn't want to or not want to because this is this isn't the platform for debate yeah Um, as much as I didn't think this as much as my opinion differed at first right I didn't come into this like when we get to life after death um, I'm going into it thinking it's a five mic album right and in reviewing it it might end up being a four mic album because we're going to try to avoid halves uh on this show. Yeah. No, it's objective. It's got to be objective. Not the host, uh, the rating. <laughs> Avoid halves at all costs. Yeah, so we got to keep it subjective. So I came into the, uh, 
Right. I came into it open-minded, but based on the history, I wasn't expecting it to be what it was. And I really do appreciate the album. I appreciate uh, the lyrics. I appreciate the beats. I appreciate the impact it had. I appreciate that everybody went back and sampled it. Um, they created a new sound. I rem- I appreciate that El Segundo takes me back to my youth. Mm. Um, so, yeah, man, five mics. Uh, nice. Timeless music. You know, 20 years from now, I'll probably forget this album and I'll hear it again and I'll be like, wow, this is a really good album. <laughs> and you'll go into with the knowledge of the childbirth and all that. No, because I'll forget everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, ooh, this is so futuristic. <laughs> uh, who are these youngins? For real. Uh, that's funny. I'm like, oh, my boy Habs used to like the, this, these uh, these whippersnappers here. What are they, Tribe? El Tribe. Tribe. <laughs> yeah, no, but shout mice. out to Tribe, man. Yeah, shout out to Q-Tip, Ali Shaheed, Fife Dog, rest in peace. And Jerobi. And Jerobi. Um... What was the name of this album? Instinctive Travels? Of- People's Instinctive Travels on Past the Rhythm. The Past the Rhythm. I'll take a half a point off for the title. Nah, nah negative. Nah, Think nah, of nah. what they're talking about. Nah, 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 nah. I'm just bugging. Um, everything they do is yeah. is is on a deeper level. It's th- and I'm actually going to go back and listen to the album some more now because I just learned a few things listening to y'all cats talk about the album. Right. So I didn't Real know quick. that it was Birth in the beginning. I thought it was Future Sounds of a Spaceship or something. Is that what Birth, birth. is like? But definitely check out that Tribe Called Quest documentary um, for more information. Go back and listen to this album. Um, definitely worth it. Yeah, definitely a, a, a legit piece of hip-hop history, a legit classic, mm-hmm. uh, timeless album, flawless in every aspect of album, including sequencing and just every way you can put an album together. Yeah. It's just yep. go listen to it. Yep. Uh, if you're young and you never heard of it, Go listen to it. If you're old and you heard it before, go refresh your memory. Yeah. You got probably some time to kill. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, so thank you everybody for checking into the first episode of Five Mics. Um, make sure you check out the artwork that we're gonna be posting. It's gonna be on the Great American Hip Hop Debate Podcast page. <laughs> um, you're gonna see our version of these mics. Uh, I think they look pretty cool. I think they look pretty funny. So make sure you... Uh, you might be surprised. You yeah, might be make surprised. sure you leave a comment and let us know what you think about that. Uh, yeah, make man. sure you're following that uh, social page and all private pages. <clears throat> um, yeah, thank everybody for listening. Five mics. Yeah, man. Mics do we rip on the deli?